Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to the Jazz Ace Podcast. C'est si bon de partir n'importe où Bras dessous, bras dessous En chantant tes chansons C'est si bon de se dire tes mots doux Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call the Jazz is Podcast. And it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Today our guest is Janet Evra, a world-renowned jazz vocalist and bassist with roots in England and a current residence in St. Louis, Missouri. She's here to celebrate the enchanting allure of Paris and the rich French musical tradition through her latest album, Meet Me in Paris, which features a blend of cover songs and two original compositions. During our conversation, we delve into the inspiration behind this project, her profound affection for France and its iconic capital, the talented individuals who contributed to its realization, and Janet's own remarkable artistic journey. So fire up on Audio Teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazz Is Podcast. Hello, Janet. Welcome to the Jazz Is Podcast. Hi, Matt. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Our kind of tradition here at the Jazzist Podcast is to start our conversations with the artists by collecting memories, as I like to put it, to, you know, ask the artists that I speak with to share a memory with me, uh, maybe from early life or childhood of when they distinctly remember awakening to the beauty and power of music. And maybe it's a memory that when you think back to it, you realize that's also when I started thinking I would love to become a musician when I grow up. So do you have one such memory that you could share with us? Ooh, now that's a tough choice. I have several. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure all the musicians have several core music memories, but if I had to pick for you, I think one would be I went to an Easter sort of camp instead of a summer camp. It was a, a camp around Easter time as a child. And, um, this camp took place every year in a different location. And we were in these little caravans usually by the seaside in England, you know, it would be these sort of slightly musty, a bit cramped spaces. Uh, but it was me and my friends, you know, and we were having just such a great time. And then one year there was a guy who brought his guitar to this camp. And I remember that we were sitting around inside the caravan uh, and he busted this guitar out, started playing. And there was another guitar floating around too. And I got my hands on it and I was watching and just like, oh, I can make that chord. So I was, I think I played an E minor chord every time that he played an E minor chord. And I was like, yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and something about that, I was like, oh, it was very empowering. I can do this. And then just the feeling that everyone was entranced and, and feeling this, this music spirit in, in that space. That's great. I've been exposed to um, music a lot as a child before that point. Um, I, I grew up in a very musical family. Uh, each of my immediate family members plays a musical instrument. Um, my dad is a church organ enthusiast, and we had an electric organ in the house growing up. And, you know, so he would shake the floors with that thing all the time. Um, but I hadn't ever really internalized 
music for myself and, and thought, oh, I want to make this just for myself until a teenager and until that, that camp um, when I got my hands on that guitar. So yeah, I think that would have to be it. You're a vocalist, but uh, you also are a bassist. When did you start playing the bass? When did the bass enter the picture? The bass is a fairly recent addition uh, to my musical life, actually. Um, it's only been about five years, I want to say. I played the cello in secondary school uh, a little bit, and then again in college. Uh, so it wasn't a huge leap to the, to the bass. But what really happened for me that that made me want to switch uh, to, to size up was that I started to play jazz music. And um, this really happened for me after college, sort of, you know, I avoided all the jazz bands. I, I didn't know what I was missing. <laughs> but after college uh, is when I really started to listen to jazz and appreciate it and just kind of dig deeper into it. And at that point, I had met my now husband, who is already a guitar player, so we couldn't have two guitar players in the band. So I realized I needed to diversify, and um, the bass had been appealing for me to me for a while. So I, yeah, went on Craigslist, found myself a nice, cheap student bass, and uh, and went for it about five years ago. Interesting. Do you feel that has changed your approach to music and music making? Oh, I would say so. Yes, definitely. Having the bass means holding down the low end. It means helping create the groove in the pocket. It means kind of working with the drummer in a way that I hadn't as a vocalist. It's really fun. <laughs> I really enjoy playing the bass. And it's fun to be a vocalist at the same time too, because I can use my hands to hold down that low end and, and bring some depth to the music. And then with my voice, I can go out and do whatever I want on top at the same time. Um, it's just a really fun feeling of being both anchored and free doing both at the same time for me. Uh, Janet, do you are, you're also originally from England. So I'm curious to know when you decided to move to the US and what prompted you to make that move? Was music somehow involved in that decision? Yeah. So music was part of the story for sure. Um, so I came to the US on a gap year, which, you know, is this one year trip um, that a lot of students, you know, young people make between secondary school and university. And I decided I would go to this small college in Illinois, kind of in the middle of the US, and take this international one year program and take all these different liberal arts classes and just have a good time and then go back home to England. Um, but when I got there, I took a few music classes, a few, you know, environment classes, art classes, just anything I wanted and sort of let my head be a bit freer than it was in secondary school and just start to envision the future differently. Um, and at the end of my year, I thought, no, I don't want to go back. I want to stay and keep keep studying music and keep studying the environment also <laughs> um, and, and do these things where my where my heart was leading me. So and also in that year, I met my now husband, um, even though we didn't start dating in our first year of college, we did uh, get together and, and start to make music. And so I suppose you could say he's the reason I'm still here, <laughs> even if he's not the reason I decided to come here in the first place. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's cool. Uh, in St. Louis, that's where you're based, right? 
Yes, in St. Louis, Missouri. So it's sort of right in the middle of the U.S. along the mighty Mississippi River. That's where we are. What's the scene like there? What kind of music uh, can you hear on the streets? Or just uh, does, does the music scene there inspire you as well? Oh my goodness. Yes, it does. I love the St. Louis scene. It's really rich. There are people doing pretty much any genre you can think of. <laughs> there's a there's a subculture and a subscene. And in jazz, there's a really rich scene here in the city. Uh, it goes way back. I mean, we, we had Miles Davis here, East St. Louis, uh, Scott Joplin all the way back. He came through St. Louis. You know, the history of jazz came up the Mississippi River. And uh, there's evidence of that you know, through the institutions here. And there's still some really strong jazz programs in the schools. And then there's people, you know, just that come here and stay here just because of the live music alone and, and the jazz opportunities. So um, yeah, it's been a real treat to be part of the scene. And it's been a really welcoming scene too. It's, I think, dare I say, not as exclusive feeling as some of the larger cities. It's been just a really welcoming atmosphere. And uh there are jam sessions, there are opportunities to collaborate. I am performing on several friends' jazz records myself. Um, and yeah, it's just been a wonderful, deep, deep scene and just I've made some great friends. So, yeah. I still wonder where we would be now if we were still together. Would we be in Paris? The track you are hearing is Paris, one of the two original compositions from Meet Me in Paris by Janet Evra, available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz Is editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz Is, jazzis.com and these Jazz Is podcasts. Go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Janet Evra. Well, from one one city to another, I guess, uh, your new album, Meet Me in Paris, is uh, a tribute to the unique charm of the French capital, conceptually. So uh, do you feel that's kind of one of your spiritual homes? I do. Yes. I, I love Paris uh, and France in general. Um, I, you know, grew up in the UK. I went over to France many times as a child on holiday and uh, I was learning French in school at the time. I, I took French for as long as I could as, as a foreign language. And I always practiced when I went over there and my family made me go up and order the baguettes and order the pastries and things. And so my experience of France is as a place of retreat and vacation and connection with other people too, um, and language and music and flavors. And it's always just been kind of a special place in my, in my heart. And so while I'm not geographically close to France anymore, I, I do go over there sometimes as much as I can. Uh, but this, this new album, Meet Me in Paris, is a way that I can use my imagination and the power of music and bring in my favorite French artists and transport myself there and hopefully transport the listener there as well. And aside from, of course, paying tribute to the uh, distinct and unique charm of, uh, of Paris, it is also a celebration of its, its incredible musical 
canon. So, you know, just from a personal standpoint, what is it that you like about it? Uh, you know, that French canon uh, that we all know and love. Well, I think some of those classic French jazz chansons, you know, Edith Piaf, La Vie en Rose. I mean, I, it's one of the most recorded and performed songs in the world. It's, it's a classic for a reason. Um, and then songs like La Mer, Charles Trenet, and Henri Petit, uh, Ceci Bon. You know, these are songs that have stood the test of time and just retain this charm and this sense of vitality that, uh, that still really appeal to me. And I hope they appeal to audiences as well. And then I also decided to go a bit more modern too and uh, embrace a more recent part of the canon and kind of lean into some of the collaborations or more sort of English speaking side of French jazz, you know, outward facing uh, with tunes from Pink Martini. Uh, and there's a tune by Hans Zimmer called Suis Moi or Turn Round, which is from the animated movie Le Petit Prince, Le, The Little Prince, um, which is a fairly recent film. This just such a sweet film um, that brought, you know, this beautiful French music out to sort of the general public. And then I decided to write a couple of songs in a French jazz style myself and just put those on the record as well. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been an adventure to sort of look back at what's considered the canon and decide which, which things I want to bring up to date and which things I want to, you know, just put a spin on. Um, and make that my version of a of a French jazz record. So it's yeah. been fun. Awesome. Well, yeah. And those two original compositions that you're referring to, Mia Mia and Paris, or as the French uh, say, Paris. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, but speaking about selecting the songs in this record, I'd like to know a little more about it. Did you go by the ones that you felt a closer personal connection with or those that you thought could inspire some excellent inventing, inventive reimaginings? Because, you know, we should say, I feel that for some of these songs, there are some interesting creative arrangements, even drawing from many different influences that go beyond the, you know, what is traditionally, you know, linked with France, I guess. Yes. So one of my favorite tunes on the record where we, put a spin on it is um, C'est si bon, it's so good. Uh, and we had a Finnish drummer come and play with us on this album and he had all these different styles at his fingertips. And as we're working through, you know, what the arrangement could be, it came to, you know, myself and Will and, and Tommy the drummer, like, how about an Afro-Cuban feel? Let's let's see what that would be like. And oh, what about if we tried it in a mixed meter, you know, five and six and just see how it feels. And it started rocking along and we thought, wow, this this really works and this is really something different. So I think again, we're playing with this idea of it's it's classic French music, but it's still relatable and it's outward facing and it's, you know, it's whatever you want it to be. It's if you want Ceci Bon, it's so good to be like a a fun rolling good, it can be that kind of good as well as sort of a classic uh, good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. And I totally agree. I love that song. It's uh, it's one of my favorites on the record too. Uh, but yeah, just in general, I found that your album is also great because it reminds us of the influence that these, you know, the French chanson tradition and the French canon has had on the development of jazz. Uh, and speaking of some of your collaborators on, on the album, some of the musicians who 
who helped to uh, bring this work to life. Uh, who else is on this record? Yeah, so so we recorded the record in St. Louis, where I'm living now, and the band features mostly fabulous St. Louis musicians. So on the piano, we've got Ryan Marquez. Um, oh, he's on Fender Rhodes also. Then Will Buchanan is on electric and acoustic guitars. Matt McKeever was on tenor sax and flute. And then on drums, our non-St. Louis musician uh, is my friend Tommy Kamarainen from Finland. Yeah, and Tommy and I, you know, he's come to St. Louis. Um, we actually met at a jazz club in Copenhagen, where we go, both got up on the on the stage at the same time to uh, to play together at a jam session, and then we just kept in touch. And and since then, I've been over to tour in Finland, and he's been over here. And so, we brought him here to to play with the St. Louis band and and make the album. And we recorded the album actually in one week. And then on the weekend, we had two shows at uh, Jazz St. Louis, which is the big, you know, the great jazz club here in St. Louis, um, you know, sold out shows. The band had a great time. And I think, you know, that whole week of playing together and enjoying each other's company, uh, the joy and the playfulness kind of came through as we were putting things on the tracks, I hope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of uh, touring and, and live performances, do you have any touring schedules coming up that you'd like to share with us? Any plans of taking Meet Me in Paris on the road? Well, nothing's firmed up yet, uh, but we are definitely planning to take the album on the road and on the plane. Uh, next summer in summer 2024, we'll be out and about in the US and Europe with the album, but uh, details TBD, I'm afraid. <laughs> and and what is the best way for people to keep in touch with all the news? Uh, are you on social, are you active on social media? Is there a website that people can check out? Yes, indeed, all of the above. Um, yes, so people can find Meet Me in Paris and my other music on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all of those places. Um, and if people would like CDs, they can do that through my website, JanetEvra.com, which also has all my show dates. Um, I'm selling the CD actually through a wonderful record store here in St. Louis. It's called Vintage Vinyl and they ship in the US and to some countries internationally as well. And in Japan, uh, I actually have a distributor there, Gats Productions. So they will be making that album available specifically in Japan as well. Um, but yes, if anyone's interested in, in my music more generally, JanetEvra.com is the place to go. Excellent, Janet. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's been amazing talking with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Matt. It's, it's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Janet Evra and I remind you that her latest album Meet Me in Paris is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. Anna's music from Meet Me in Paris by Janet Evra plays us out. I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazzy's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzies.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Ooh.